Broadcasting from London, Ontario, Canada to the rest of the world, it's Ask the Top. Thank you very much for tuning into the latest episode of Ask the Top. As always, I greatly appreciate your ongoing support. We have a lot to cover today. Evolution. Slammiversary. That's right. I'm actually going to be talking about Impact Wrestling on the program today. Best tag teams in the world. How the WWE pissed me off this week. And which major WWE event surprised me the most. For new episodes of the show, subscribe to me on YouTube. That should be the first place that you listen to the show or, of course, watch it. There's some slides in there, some photos. YouTube.com forward slash Chris Toplack. If you haven't subscribed, do so today. Spreaker.com and TheReactionRoom.com. I have Ace Hill Pilsner in front of me today, based out of Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Legitimately, my first sip. So I'm cracking it open now. I'm going to pour it into a Guinness glass. Blasphemy, I know that you're saying that. But I find, and many beer enthusiasts agree, beer just, quite frankly, tastes better in a glass. Especially when you pour it in there. Have the bubbles rise. So my best buddy, Simon, he had this at my place. I purposely saved this particular beer for the show today. He was claiming that it's even better than Steam Whistle, which is a fantastic Pilsner. So I'm going to have a sip of this and let you know what what I think. What are my thoughts? That is nice. Mm. Very easy drinking. Extremely flavorful. I can see the comparison to... Steam Whistle is just a very straightforward Pilsner, packed with flavor. can definitely taste the barley malt, the hops, not too overpowering. That's a damn good beer. Steve Austin would be proud of this one. Ace Hill Pilsner in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. If you're in the Great White North, look for it in your local LCBO or beer store or grocery store. Yeah, we're moving up in the world up here in Canada. If you want to interact with me on social media, I'm easy to find. Ask the Top is my Facebook fan page, at Chris Toplak on Twitter. Instagram, which I always tease and is true, primarily is based around food. And then Google Plus, at Chris Toplak. Let's dive into some industry news and rumors. Made headlines across the globe on Raw. Vince McMahon, Stephanie McMahon, and Triple H announced the first ever all-women's exclusive pay-per-view Evolution. Evolution is a mystery for the changes no one sees. If Motorhead's Line in the Sand is not the official song promoting this pay-per-view, there's something wrong in the world. Mind you, the chances of that actually occurring are rather slim. And I live in reality, but still, what an awesome theme song. will be taking place on Sunday, October the 28th, Live on the WWE Network, 50 women from the past and present, although they claimed future, which made me laugh, as I pictured superstars from the future traveling back in time for this historic event, will be competing. And it's certainly my hope that Evolution features several cross-brand matches. How about 
Ronda Rousey versus Asuka. Tristratus versus Sasha Banks. They teased it at the Royal Rumble. Crowd ate it up. They popped. That would be a great one. Becky Lynch versus Lita. Bailey specifically mentioned wanting to wrestle Lita. And kudos to the Twitter account at WrestleVotes for accurately predicting this before anybody else. I've followed that account for about six months now. They're bang on the money. We recently exchanged some private messages on Twitter. This account is the real deal. They have the inside scoop. Follow at WrestleVotes now because if there is some news that is about to be announced or perhaps some of the other dirt sheets, as they call them, release the news, there's a really good chance that at WrestleVotes got to it first. Now, one individual who will not be participating is Gail Kim. Somebody brought that up on Twitter. It'd be cool to see Gail Kim in Evolution come October. She said, Happy for the women in the company, but if I ever made a return, it would only be for Impact Wrestling. Someone questioned why. She went on to further state, Because I've been there twice. I've never been happy there. Life is about happiness. Impact Wrestling is my happiness. It's not about money sometimes. People just don't understand that. Here's the thing. If she's not comfortable there, if it's not her comfort zone in general, why would she return? She had a phenomenal career in TNA or Impact Wrestling now. So I totally get it. Probably got paid well too. Who wants to listen to Elias? Elias released his debut EP, Walk With Elias, on Monday, and it quickly ascended up the charts. Within a day, in fact, this four-song debut album nearly broke into the top five on the top album's On iTunes, I believe number six, if I'm not mistaken. Heard some clips. It was very entertaining. Perhaps he'll tour one day. You never know if there's the demand. Sure, the WWE would love to make money off of that. Matthew Riddle, let you know who he is if you're not familiar with him in just a bit, will no longer be participating at the 2018 Battle of Los Angeles event. Trevor Lee has officially taken his place. Furthermore, he dropped out of an event for OTT Wrestling. That's in Ireland. It was set to take place SummerSlam weekend. Ooh, this fuels speculation that Riddle could potentially make an appearance during NXT TakeOver. And of course, he fueled it even further by appearing on X-Pac's podcast, X-Pac 12360. He said the following, I'm in a really good position right now. I work with Evolve. On a regular basis, and they have a great relationship with the WWE, followed by this teaser. From what I've gathered, from what I've heard from everybody, everybody is at the point where they all want me. And I think they're all big fans of Matt Riddle. And I think it's my time to make the right decision. Do it, and let's see what happens. If you're unfamiliar with Matt Riddle, he's a former UFC fighter. He put together an impressive MMA career, by the way, but positive marijuana drug tests really led to many of his victories to be overturned to a no contest. Very unfortunate. I think he got super frustrated, so he bailed. He jumped over to professional wrestling in about 2014, and since then, he's rapidly improved. He's become a prominent figure on the indie scene, and he's right. A lot of people love to have him. He's got a ton of charisma, super athletic, and he's learned very quickly. So I would love to see him in NXT. I think that's the perfect spot for him. PW Insiders reporting that WWE officials were apparently really impressed with Andrade Cien Almas, his performance against AJ Styles 
on last week's edition of SmackDown Live. If a strong showing with the phenomenal one, your future looks very bright. There is now discussion, in fact, around giving Almas a sizable push on SmackDown Live, which I'm completely in favor for. And of course, you have Selena Vega by his side, who is ultra entertaining. Deputy Goldust. Only in Texas, I guess. Goldust was sworn in as an honorary deputy in Williamson County, Texas. So kudos going out to him. Perhaps he has a second job. Could team up with Walker, Texas Ranger. Dave Meltzer noted on Wrestling Observer Radio that AJ Styles, Shinsuke Nakamura, Luke Gallows, and Carl Anderson are all set to have their contracts expire in early 2019. They all signed three-year deals with the WWE in 2016. Styles and Nakamura have their deals set to expire in January, so just months away when you think about it. Even more intriguing, Meltzer mentioned the New Japan Pro Wrestling has shown a lot of interest in bringing Nakamura back, as due to the fact that his notoriety has grown in North America substantially since he's been with the WWE, and now that they're trying to expand further into North America, they want to leverage that. Makes a lot of sense from a strategic perspective. If you were led to believe that the WWE is struggling, you would be dead wrong. Listen to some of these second quarter 2018 highlights. Revenues increased 31% to $281.6 million, which, by the way, is the highest quarterly revenue in WWE history. The WWE Network average paid subscribers increased by 10%, to 1.8 million paid subscribers. And also, digital engagement continued to grow through the first six months of 2018 with views up 58% to 14.4 billion. That's huge. And hours consumed up to 71% to 509 million across digital and social media platforms. Those are gigantic numbers. I work in the world of marketing, so... I saw those and they stood out like a sore thumb. And I thought, wow, anybody that thinks that they're struggling, yeah, they have some you know, ratings that are not exactly desirable on Raw, but who cares at this point? With those numbers, doesn't matter. Let's get to highlights from the week. Slammiversary took place on Sunday. If you don't watch Impact Wrestling, perhaps you should. Wow, they exceeded expectations. This proved to be one of the best pay-per-views in Impact in TNA history. Now, I was a pretty big TNA fan from about 2004 to 2007, off and on a little bit, but those were the glory years, at least to me. They had some great pay-per-views. How about that amazing five-star classic between Christopher Daniels, Samoa Joe, and AJ Styles back in 2005? I think of those memories... Kurt Angle had some great matches. Sting was a star down there. But this exceeded all of those. Beyond that, it was easily one of the best shows of 2018 from any promotion. They certainly made me a believer again in terms of presenting a completely different product than what I was accustomed to previously. Standout matches include 5150 Street Fight, and that was between LAX versus the OGs. Hernandez in Homicide. Mask versus Hair Match. It was violent. Pentagon, who's a legitimate star, versus Sammy Callahan, otherwise known as Solomon Crow 
in the WWE or NXT specifically, he left and he's been one of the biggest stars on the indie scene. And for the Impact World Championship, it was Austin Aries defending against Moose. I'll give it an 8 out of 10 for me to you. As you know, the wrestling business is all about what have you done for me lately? So let's see if they can carry this momentum forward. But man, totally exceeded my expectations. Go out of your way and check out those matches. Now, from the WWE in terms of highlights, of course, Evolution and that announcement was massive. The one drawback was the fact that they mentioned it like 10 times on Raw and just as many times on SmackDown. So if you took a shot at every single mention of Evolution, you probably would have had alcohol poisoning at that point. Bobby Lashley versus Roman Reigns was a fantastic match on Raw. It had the crowd very lively. Seth Rollins and Finn Balor taking on Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler. Dug that. How about Randy Orton's promo on SmackDown? I got asked about that, so we'll dive into that further, but it was simple and effective. Yes, it's been done before, but his delivery was on point. Samoa Joe's segment with AJ Styles, where he jumped him from behind. I love that. So he's the next contender for the WWE Championship, which, by the way, if you listen regularly to this show, I predicted that like months ago. Many fans that were saying, oh, yeah, that, that came out of nowhere. No, it did not. I predicted it like three months ago. Furthermore, I believe it's going to be Samoa Joe dethroning him. But we'll save that for another day. And then the Daniel Bryan Miz segment. The Miz swerved him with a plastic baby. Now, off the hop, I mentioned something that pissed me off, and it tied into this segment. Hey, let's promote Miz and Mrs., but completely ignore the show airing at the same time on our own freaking network. 205 Live will forever be the redheaded stepchild of the WWE. It was ridiculous. I even got a push notification on my phone from the WWE app. Nothing about 205 Live. Nothing on SmackDown. It's ridiculous. If you want the show to succeed, promote the damn thing. Drove me nuts. And of course, Tommaso Ciampa defeating Aleister Black for the NXT Championship, inevitably setting up Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa for the NXT Championship. The Ciampa era has begun. Strap yourself in. It's going to be one hell of a ride. Let's get to your questions. By the way, it's raining like cats and dogs, like aggressively pouring. I have acoustic panels in here, and I do a lot of voiceover work in here. And it is thunderous. It is crashing against the windows. If you hear that in the background, it's rain. And it's a lot of it. City Chick via Twitter. Music Mel B. Mary. When an NXT star is ready to move onto the main roster, how does the company choose what brand they go on? Solid question. It's really determined by WWE officials, and they will specifically place them where needed, where necessary. There's no science behind it, but based on what we've already seen, the character-driven superstars usually end up on Raw, while the in-ring-based performers typically end up on SmackDown. Here's a great example. Let's look at Velveteen Dream. Based on what I just said, he's a strong character, very likely to end up on Raw, while a Johnny Gargano, who I just mentioned, would be better suited on SmackDown. So that's probably a good indication on where those stars will end up when they do make it to the main roster. Edward, via Facebook, a very dedicated fan. Appreciate your ongoing support. 
Who do you consider to be the top sellers currently? He doesn't mean merch sellers. He means selling in terms of actually taking their opponent's offense. It is a dying art, and at least on the main roster. So asking about the main roster, who are the top sellers? AJ Styles, absolutely incredible at what he does. Sami Zayn, Dolph Ziggler, Sanal Singh, he can take a bump. Jeff Hardy, of course. Sasha Banks, even though I'm worried that most bumps she takes is going to cause her an injury. So convincing. I mean, she's young. Save those bumps, right? Spread them out. And when he's motivated or actually performing in a wrestling ring, Brock Lesnar is a very underrated seller. The greatest chokeslam I've ever witnessed in the history of pro wrestling came from when The Undertaker chokeslammed him, and he sold it like crazy. I believe that was in about 2002, 2003. Man, he got some serious hang time. Sir William White via Twitter. Who, in your opinion, are the best tag teams in the world right now? Usos. Obviously, they have the chemistry. They have it in their blood, but they're fantastic. LAX, the Young Bucks. I will say this, could generate some heat, so to speak, but they lack a lot of psychology. Let's just put it that way. But there's still a lot of fun, and you have to put them on that list. And how about the Revival? When they are given uh, proper screen time, they live up to expectations. So those are the four that stand out in my mind at least. Mike Leochi via Facebook with AJ Styles being on the cover of WWE 2K19. Well-deserved, by the way. Do you see Styles staying WWE champion when the game comes out in late September or late October, I should say? And do you think WWE will have Styles break CM Punk's 434-day reign as WWE champion? Hmm. Well, and he was noting, too, if they go that route, it would last until about mid-January. Months ago, I predicted Samoa Joe would be AJ's opponent at SummerSlam. And furthermore, I firmly believe Samoa Joe will be the one to dethrone him too. AJ Styles is my favorite wrestler on the planet. He's been right near the top of my list since I started watching him in 2004. But Samoa Joe more than deserves a run as the WWE World Champion. From his promos to in-ring work to the way he carries himself, Joe is incredibly believable and authentic. He would be an incredible champion. Roberto, via Google+, Plus, was Randy Orton's promo a shoot? Of course not. This was a scripted shoot promo with bullet points fed to him. All promos need to be pre-approved for content. Otherwise, they're going to get reamed out backstage. That said... Randy likely had a fair bit of control over the talking points, and it sounded like nuggets of the truth were woven in there. Let's recap a little bit. I actually quoted this out. I listened to it, and I quoted it out, transcripting it, right? So he was saying he's the last remaining superstar from his generation. Kind of true, but not really. I mean, Cena's still somewhat around, and there's some others. But he had this to say, every superstar that comes down this aisle, eats at the table I set for them. I get no respect. I don't get the respect I deserve. Why is that? Is it because I don't paint my face and flail my arms like some kind of idiot? Is it because I don't change the color of my merch every month and steal money from your you people's pockets? 
Grammar, Randy, grammar. Is it because I compete all year round? Not a fact, by the way. You're not on all house shows. And, <laughs> and don't just show up come springtime for WrestleMania? Or is it because I don't put my life on the line for your approval by diving off cages, ladders, and turnbuckles? Is that why you don't respect me? Randy has been pretty outspoken about the indie darlings for years. And this sounds like a direct shot at them, but to me, this was simply a promo meant to generate some heat. So no, it was not a shoot. It was a scripted shoot, which is a big difference. Same with CM Punk's pipe bomb. Of course he had to get that approved. He's not just going to go out there and say whatever the heck he wants. It's not going to happen. Vince will never allow that. JJ via Twitter What WWE event surprised you the most? Easy. WrestleMania 31. In terms of favorite WrestleManias, it's actually in my top three. I would probably put 19 and 17 there. In terms of pure enjoyment, I might even put 31 at the top. There was not one bad match. I went in with lukewarm expectations. I really did. And every match delivered. It wasn't a super convoluted card either. There was only like seven matches on the main card. But think about it. You had Daniel Bryan winning the Intercontinental Championship in the ladder match. I think Bad News Barrett, Dean Ambrose, Ziggler, Stardust, Harper, and R-Truth were in that. Solid match. Randy Orton versus Seth Rollins. Very underrated match. Incredible RKO. Triple H versus Sting. Throw psychology out the door. That match was fun. You had the showdown between the NWO and DX. Plus, I've been a massive Sting fan my entire life, so to finally see him on the grandest stage of them all, it made my heart feel so good. If anybody deserved it, it is Sting, most importantly, Steve Borden, the human being. AJ Lee and Paige versus the Bella Twins, even that was a fine match. John Cena versus versus Rusev was good. I thought The Undertaker versus Bray Wyatt was amazing. And then, of course, the main event. Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar, showdown number one. I dug that match. The way that Brock was selling those Superman punches, and even the calls from Michael Cole. He stunned him. So believable. And then Seth Rollins, out of nowhere, cashes in. His money in the bank contract, making it a triple threat match, pins Roman Reigns, and he's your new world heavyweight champion. From start to finish, again, one of my all-time favorite WrestleManias. Even had Ronda Rousey and The Rock appearing on the card. And I dug the fact it was on the West Coast. Levi Stadium, some complained that it was light when you had Triple H and, and Sting there, but I I really enjoyed that atmosphere. An electric crowd. It was the first WrestleMania that I ever saw on the WWE Network. That's when I ordered it. it was early 2015. I've had it ever since. So I just have really fond memories of that pay-per-view. And again, in my opinion, one of the best. Critically received by fans and critics. So what do you think? Be curious to know what WWE event surprised you the most. But that was mine. It's one of my favorites. AJ Lee is the best via Google+. 
I'm assuming this is going to be an AJ Lee question. Yep, it is. Will AJ Lee return at WWE Evolution? Well, the chances of that occurring are very, very slim. But never say never. So, it's kind of disappointing because the WWE has never seemingly given her proper due. She deserves it. She was certainly a major influence in the women's revolution, a major player at that, but never given the proper credit. I just don't think we're going to see her at WWE Evolution, perhaps one day in the Hall of Fame. In my opinion, she deserves it. That will wrap up another episode of Ask the Top. As always, I greatly appreciate your ongoing support. Subscribe to me on YouTube at Chris Toplack on there, Spreaker.com, TheReactionRoom.com, a fantastic partner, and follow me all over social media. Again, I have another project in the works. It'll be a bit of a different format, and I will announce it when the time is right, hopefully within the next couple of weeks. And until you hear from me again, happy trails to you. Until we meet again.